Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. All right, Mark. Here we go. Episode one. Can you believe it? Working class on DeerCast. This is cool. like this is like your job interview for this, right? I think that's what it feels like a little bit. Like I'm kind of like sweaty hands a little bit. And yeah. I'm like nervous, you know, like I've never done a podcast before. But uh, this is cool. I'm your host, Kurt Geyer. And my co-host, which is weird to say, is Mark Drury this episode. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being out to the working class studio for this. I'm jacked up. I'm glad to be here. It really was a pretty easy drive. I mean, it was under straight, three hours. Straight was- shot. Just head east. So this is kind of crazy because we've we've known each other for a few years mm-hmm. and, and you know our relationship has grown. But we've talked about doing a podcast series a couple years ago, and it kind of just got to a point where it's like, why are we not doing something? Let's make something happen, and it just worked perfectly. I think it's pretty seamlessly. It, it really does, and we're so excited to include you into our family, our Deercast family. Yeah, and I know all of our Deercast users are, are going to love this. You know, yeah, because I hope so. In my opinion, you guys are the standard in podcasting in the outdoors, in my opinion. Thank you. You're my favorite. And of course, Matt and Tim as well. But They're, they're like, they're second best, you know? Yeah, there you go. But <laughs> hey, I, Matt. Hey, Tim. <laughs> I, I just love the way you guys go about your business. And I, I know those people within DeerCast that aren't familiar with the working class bow hunter are going to yeah. really love it. I mean, I we've worked so. hard to get the the format down and yeah. i think we've got one that's going to be a winning combination i hope you're right um i hope they love it because that means that i still get to be a part of the jury team with this which is crazy like, because for people who don't know i grew up on your guys's videos and watching you guys and i wish my dad was around to see this because he would have a hard time really wrapping his head around it and i am honestly like i'm nervous but 
like you say, stay nervous. Like that's good, right? Yeah. You got well. He's he's with us, right? Yeah. He's getting ready to throw hail a hailstorm at me again, which yeah. that'll be a story. But I mean, you said his first buck was there yep, in the corner, yep. yeah. and then uh, we got his last bucks in the studio out yeah. there, and so yeah, so he's here, yeah, for sure. But but no, this is a dream come true. It's a lot of fun. And what I'm excited about mostly is like if people aren't familiar with regular working class bow hunter on our other series, we're very rough around the edges, very. This is what we are, you know, we're just very working class, very working class <laughs> to where like our language isn't rated E for everyone all the time. But on this series, it can be. This is an E for everyone platform for us. So absolutely. It, it kind of lets us tap into people who really didn't want to tune in because of just how we talk and conversate on some of those other episodes. And they're not all that way, but some are Un uh, understood. And I think when it comes to our deer cast audience in general we have a lot of young folks and a lot yeah. of young ears out there and eyes so we always make sure that everything's g to pg rated right from our standpoint yep and um not that you guys aren't but um i think it'll be it'll be a great format the one that you, you've chosen to go with we have options absolutely now, you know which is great uh, but no excited to be a part of the jury and the deer cast team and uh, excited to kick off this series and um every i guess we kind of talk about what to expect mm -hmm. from this new podcast series um one it'll always be it'll be a very fairly malleable platform uh different co-hosts um different guests different guests with co-hosts um so it'll be fun um just we really do anything we want with it, which is cool. We can, and you're going to target a time that people can listen yep. or watch over their lunch hour, which I think is smart. Yeah. Um, you're going to have guests on at the end of each show with Giant Tracker. It's Giant one Tracker the, segment, yep. It's one of the features in DeerCast we're so proud of because we highlight people killing monsters all across the country. Right. And now we're going in, finding these people, getting them on Zoom and telling their story face-to-face yeah. -face as opposed to the written word. Exactly. And the one coming at the end of this episode is a, a pretty cool one. Oh, it's going to be and, awesome. And what's even better, what I like about like the nice flavor, is he's at work. He's when, going to be when we get there, yes. Yeah, so it just kind of adds to exactly what we are, you know, yes. what our flavor is with when it comes to that. So it's always cool hearing Big Buck stories and kind of gives me hope that I could kill one too, you know? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, if it can happen to some of these guys, then maybe it could happen to me. Well, I, I just think those giant trackers just represent the American deer hunter's dream. They do, You know, because yeah, yeah. it's a guy that may or may not be the only big deer he's ever killed, but more than likely in these segments it will be. Yeah. And these are giant deer. Like, yeah. these are the kind you dream about. And who hasn't sat in their stand, even though they don't have trail photos or, or rubs that would say there's a big deer around, but dream, maybe he's going to walk by today. I mean, that's yeah. every, every deer hunter's dream daily. Yeah. And these guys represent that dream coming true. Yeah. That's the best part about it. That's what keeps your motivation up to go when you might not really want to go or you have other, like you got to mow the grass, but you're like, I could kill a 200 inch deer. Yeah. There's that hope that keeps you like, you know, your drive up for that for me anyway. Um, it's just my also excuse to blow everything off at home, you know, cause he might walk by today. You gotta be out there. Gotta be. Can't <laughs> kill them from the kitchen. So that, that segment is going to be cool. And plus we get to meet these people. Yeah. You know, even if it's like an online, some might be in studio or, you know, if it works out, we, maybe we could travel to them, you know, but a lot are zoom, but we get to make new friends and new people in the hunting space, which 
really is kind of what podcasting is it in is. a way centered around is genuine conversation with people. So, and now you got the visual version of that. I, you know, all of us grew up watching or reading North American whitetail. Mm-hmm. Well, it's almost like those stories coming to life. Essentially. It's yep. one of the reasons we wanted to do giant tracker within Deercast because yep. it's real people killing giant deer in their neck of the woods mm-hmm. and then sharing that story. That's the written word. Now you're going to hear it from their own mouths. Yeah. Which is awesome. I think it's a great addition to what we're doing here with the series working class on Deercast. Um, and then, you know, obviously if you're listening to this or watching this, um, you can, you can listen on working class bow hunters, normal podcast feed. If you're watching, you're either on the Drury outdoors, YouTube, or you're watching inside Deercast. inside Deercast. props to you if that's what you're doing. So that's basically the home of all this is where it starts from. So big time. It's the um, home of a lot in Deercast. If you start digging yeah. deep, there's a bunch in there. There's a lot in Deercast. There is. It's not just a go or don't go type hunting no. but we're, we can break that down in many episodes here um so yeah, if you're listening on working class bowhunter podcast regular platform that's where you can view this and and so we kind of give you a few options and um hopefully it works out for you in your work day so yeah even if i you hope to so. pop up youtube and listen to it while you're working it would be that's an option too um and you know we want to interact with deercast users as this grows and finds its groove you know not i mean outside of the giant tracker segment you know uh, people comment um, we're going to stay in those comment sections, see what people want, people see what people are saying. And some of them might just be, you know, maybe somebody kills a big deer, has a cool story. We might have them in Let as us a know. co-host or something like that, you know? like We're wide open. If you're having success out there and there's something you'd like to share, let Kurt know or let us know and we'll yep. get you guys in touch. I mean, it's, yep. that's the cool thing about... Uh, social media these days and we work really hard on our social media pages to make sure that we're listening and talking and communicating with everybody because i think conversation is really the new currency you know you have to have communication for sure and we we want that with all of our dear casters and with anybody that's following a dreary outdoors page and that's the same goal you have yeah absolutely but yeah i mean i'm going to stay on those comments on these podcasts inside dear cast that's where i'll go to first so if you guys want to talk about something see a topic get brought up have a certain guest on or co-host uh, Deercast is the first place I'm going underneath these, and that's where I'm going to be pulling all that from. Isn't it so, exciting? It's exciting, man. I'm fun. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to have the fun with it because it's more – we interact with our listeners anyway with the regular series, but it's more on a focused level, too, with Deercast now. Absolutely. Um, so that, that'll be the, the new exciting part of it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we just – the, the relationship with us is kind of molded into this, which I'm excited. So I hope we don't do two episodes and you just can us, uh, <laughs> but anything could happen, right? I can't see that happening. I mean, <laughs> I've liked you since the day I met you. And I, I always I say that chemistry is a really cool thing, whether it's with a, you know, the person you end up marrying or your hunting buddies or whatever. And, yeah. and uh, for me, chemistry is really important. And as soon yeah. as I met you, I was like, I really like those guys, you know, yeah, yeah. and uh, I'm just so glad and proud of this relationship that it's, it's got to this point. I'm excited for it. Well, be weird too like we form a partnership for a podcast and we couldn't talk to each other yeah it might not work <laughs> out that great that'd be challenging <laughs> like, well right? this is over real quick yeah but, but yeah that's it's a good funny point. we'll always call each other on the phone and talk about something and we're like oh we need to be having this conversation on a podcast i know, you know? <laughs> so, i know so it's like we should just schedule one and get it going. And just talk weekly right yeah exactly it's a good excuse to do it content and we're just doing it 
really organically what we would have done anyway. Exactly. And, and I think that overall pace is important. This fall, we're going to start with mm-hmm. one every two weeks, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Two a month. Or two a month, roughly. Yeah. And then uh, once we get into 2022, it's going to be a weekly feature. So. Every week. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Every single week, starting in January. Um, I mean, so we can stay on the ball and those DeerCast comments and really, like, by the week is what it'll be. So, um, yeah, it, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of work, but a lot of fun. That's what we're here to do, podcast and hunt. And entertain, hopefully, right? I hope it's entertaining. It would not be good if it wasn't entertaining, but I think it will be. Yeah, well, please tell us in the comments if we suck. We want to know that, too. Uh, we'll, you asked for it. There's the first, you guys suck comment. Here it comes. <laughs> but uh, we want to know if there's something you want to see. And like you said, malleable mm-hmm. is a great word because you can change to whatever the viewers are wanting. Yeah, and I don't mean like when the growth of this in the first year. This is brand new, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we might introduce a new segment that, you know, maybe you guys bring up that we like, time. A, that's a great idea we should do that and you know we can do whatever we want that's the best thing about it all you know it's all inside DeerCast, and it's ours and it's for them you know it's, yep. it's for DeerCast users we want it right so. yep so i i've been scrolling in DeerCast the last couple of days pretty heavily and uh deer season 21 was the thing that i got really into recently i watched um austin shoot that giant muley and I really like the whole idea behind Deer Season 21. I want you to talk about it, but that whole video set, I know he was kind of in the video. He's like, I'm not a videographer. I apologize, but he knocked it out of the park. He did. Well, he was the hunter. Colton was the one doing the filming. It was all good. And, and Taylor helped as well within some of it, but mm-hmm. they did a good job. And, and you're right. We're so excited about Deer Season 21. I mean, we started doing uh, turkey season 20, then turkey season 21, deer season 20, mm-hmm. but we were mostly just short short form stuff on social media yeah this year for the first time in dre outdoors history we're bringing you the season in a semi-live fashion mm-hmm. with all of our feature hunters and and yeah. deer so in um you know as the season progresses we're, we're already we just uploaded episode four or five already and already oh, geez, this year already this year we've seen a 200 inch deer from utah mm-hmm. we've seen an incredible miss on a giant whitetail out in south dakota a youth hunt from kansas that's mm-hmm. just will will tear your heartstrings out and then we just uploaded a 190 inch alberta mule deer that's just a beast that brandon jennings killed and all of wade's tough luck up there yeah yeah so um it's new it's it's gripping it's awesome the guys that are producing it are top shelf and was we're Austin's so proud. episode one of that he was number one man i'm behind then i just watched that i thought i was on the ball that's how quick content's coming in i'm like it's flying four episodes behind already yeah we're doing a couple three a week so well that's impressive and it's long form stuff it's anywhere from 15 minutes to 30 or 40 if it if yeah. if the content's there and how much extreme. will that differ from like what you'd see on like on one of the jury videos like will it change a it's, whole lot it's gonna be very reminiscent of the old jury videos yeah it's literally videos in real time long form stories mm-hmm. sometimes on tv some of the story it gets hidden or you lose it because of lack of time yeah on yeah. tv for one episode you have about 22 minutes to actually get your content out there everything mm-hmm. else is commercial breaks and teasers and all this other type of stuff yeah well you know, we're taking a hunt and making it 22 minutes in in a TV show. There might be three hunts in that 22 minutes. So right, right. you're missing some of the story. So it, it is the video format, you know. Yeah. And that's what pulled me that we, into that. That's what group. That's what everybody grew up on for Drury Outdoors. Yeah. Long, yeah. long form storytelling. Well, that's what I loved about um, Austin's hunt. I won't get too into detail because I think people should go watch it. But what pulled me in about it was kind of watching 
him game plan and then a little bit of his like frustration with it to try and get an opportunity and to get a shot. I mean, it's a it's a two hundred inch two two oh one and two oh one and two eights. I think you know. it's insane. You know, it shows him at one point was accidentally within like forty yards of the thing, and that whole that's all shown on there. He was seven yards actually. That deer was the video's backed out, but that deer walked oh. by seven yards away from him. But it was to his right. And he's a bow hunter and, and he's right handed, so you yeah. know how difficult that is. But yep, yep. They were in his bed and they didn't realize he was up because it was so thick in there, and he was actually had worked around and he came in right behind him and caught him it gives you kind of like the anxiety of like the moment a little bit the way that was filmed and everything like that i loved it um but i think that's going to be exciting and cool that people can kind of to go with that but i think another part of it i'm sure you guys have thought about this but for me when i watch that stuff come out regularly like that three times a week sometimes that gives me motivation to keep hunting. So, like, if I get frustrated, what's happening in my neck of the woods? Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's a motivator. It is, and you know, you'll see a, a heavy usage of deer cast within the series as well, because mm. we feel like there's some other eyeballs out there that are on YouTube or perhaps on social media that aren't part of the app just yet. So, yeah. we want to make sure that that we're introducing it to as many people as we possibly can the other semi-live series that hasn't dropped yet this year but stream season live this will be the third third year for that Mm -hmm. and uh it's going to be awesome that cast is just phenomenal they're all killers and deer season 21 we've already been to five locations throughout we're about to hit our sixth if i'm not mistaken but we've been Mm -hmm. to utah we've been to south dakota we've been to kansas we've been to wyoming we've been to southern alberta and we're going to Colorado. So you'll see a lot of different states and a lot of locations in deer season 21. Yeah. That dream season live, they're all Midwestern boys. A lot of them live in Iowa, Yeah, yeah. boys and girls, and and they're killing giants. So yeah, good both mix. of those are going to be, you know, before the year's over, between dream season live and deer season 21, we're probably going to do 50 full-length installments. That's I mean, a lot. it's insane how yeah. fast these guys are editing and getting out quality content. That's what I was thinking too. It's like to crank out that many from when I watched Austin's episode and it, he, it was within days of him harvesting that buck. Right. I mean, you guys got, <laughs> you know, shout out to your editors at jury. Cause those guys got to just be on the ball cutting they're, and getting ready. They're killing it. Uh, Josh Barks is, is our lead producer there. Carson Brandt, who is brand new with us. Josh is new as well. Carson's assisting him. Ben Stallman's assisting him. And, uh, they're just they're very talented yeah. hunters that are incredible producers and editors. That helps too. Good hunters that are also those guys are all killers and, yeah. and good at it. And I can't wait to to see the whole series unfold. Thus far, it's been phenomenal. And, and people will be able to go to Deercast and kind of watch through all the episodes in order. As they'll all be in Deercast, absolutely. Yeah. You bet. Or you can catch it on YouTube as well. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I liked it through. Like Deercast is cool because you just scroll through, and that's how I saw it. I'm like, all right, there's there's the hunt. I got to watch this. Yeah, because you before I went on my mule deer hunt, you texted me pictures of Austin's buck, and I'm like, oh man. You know, it just gets you more excited to go out on your hunt. So it does. That's what I loved about it. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited for all this, man. This is going to be fun. And let's kind of talk about DeerCast now. Um, you know, we're in September now. I don't know when this episode will exactly launch. But right away. Yeah, as, as quick as we can get around. Yeah, exactly. Um, which, you know, compared to your editors, we need to be on the ball. <laughs> but uh, what are you looking at now in DeerCast coming into October? I mean, is there certain things you're looking for as far as like weather is concerned or yeah i always look at that 10 day within deer cast and and i go to the hour by hour in the 10 day and i just look at the trend that gives you mm. a graph you know yeah. that's the one i look at the most then i'll go to one day and then look at the individual weather variables and understand why they're given the prediction that they are mm-hmm. um and right now it's warm and staying warm yeah and dry so you 
you start to say, okay, that's really going to be a tough hunt. However, when you catch those cold fronts, they're that much more important, mm-hmm. right? So extended cold, the deer kind of get used to it, and then yeah. they don't move as well as intermittent cold. Yeah. So you got really, really rough, you know, warm temperatures, 90 degrees, way above average. Right. And then all of a sudden that cold front, they all move. Kind of you your, know? your breaks to be thinking about making a move. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So we are going to miss the rising moon of September, which is going to be the 15th to the 20th, which I love for afternoon movement. Mm-hmm. But on the opening day of Missouri, yeah. the 15th, there's a slight little cold front. So it it's actually getting temperatures back to normal, right, right. <laughs> which is a cold front, which is kind of sad. But yeah, I, I have high hopes for on that rising moon with that cold front. The pressure's not where I want it, and the wind's not where I want it. But we have several variables that are, are favorable. So Yeah. I, I always forget about... And I, sorry for everybody in Missouri, but that it, it's a little early opener in Wisconsin's the same, the 15th-ish in there somewhere. Mm, yeah, somewhere in there. Ohio, 23rd, 28th, yeah, somewhere in there. there. Yeah. But, you know, here in Illinois and in Iowa, October 1 is just the standard for us, which, sure. you know, I'm not... Of course, Kentucky's already open. and Tennessee's many, been open. Yeah, yeah, many of the western states are open, so yeah. there's quite a few that are open now. Yeah, definitely. Get to, you know, get your western itch scratched a little bit, but yeah, yeah. I... It would be cool if uh, Illinois and Iowa, I think, opened a little sooner, but a lot of times it's so hot that it just... It really is. I tell you what, Terry and I talk about it all the time. Missouri used to be October 1, yeah, and they switched it to September 15th, and I never realized how hot the last 15 days of September were until I started, you know, hunting in full camouflage, you know, mossy oak head to toe. Right, right. And I'm like, man, is it hot in September? It's crazy. Do you do... Like, I know you're probably going to be down in Missouri for that opener. Oh um, yeah, we're running three crews at night. Yeah, you yeah. Know? So you take your, you take your shots on the good days, and we're right. going we're going for broke that day. We're, you know, instead of running a crew, right, and going where are we going to hunt, we're going to cover three spots and just get after it. Get after them. I was curious. You know, it's like man, you know, if I'm looking at deer cast and it shows me a break on weather, you know, it's like hey, get in there. But man, I just even sometimes the first week of October in Illinois, I'm like getting beat up by mosquitoes, and you're sweating, and you almost just feel like, what am I doing? But now I'll do, unless it's something telling me I need to go into my spot, you know, I'm low pressure sitting, you know, somewhere easy to get to and quick to get to. And Exactly. But I'm out there. Don't hunt your good spots on bad days. That's what I always say. It's hard not to, but it makes sense. It's almost as I grow as a hunter, I learn to just make more calculated moves rather than just making moves because I feel like I just need to make them for whatever reason. Sure. So that's one well, that's part I'm, of the evolution you know right of yeah. hunting it's one of the reasons we did deer cast to, to to kind of um bring light to the fact that not every day is created equal you yeah. know like mm-hmm. a lot of hunters go out and go well it's deer season they're going to be moving i gotta be there yeah. i gotta be there not necessarily mm-hmm. you know you can make good choices and bad choices and right. a lot of that revolves around whether they're going to move that that day during daylight hours and mm-hmm. i always i have several cell, cell cams running so that's one of the ways that i monitor the effectiveness and the accuracy of deer cast mm-hmm. is i'm constantly comparing the prediction with the results in the field mm-hmm. you know and yeah, I, I, I probably got 60 plus cell cams running you really? know so i'm seeing deer from texas to iowa to missouri terry's got illinois yeah and we, we compare notes daily and and uh, we've got her tweaked out pretty strong right now i mean so you're it's, saying it's the on. algorithm within deer cast isn't for no reason Oh no, it's not for no reason. Really, I never would have thought. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's it's just fun to watch it and see it, you yeah. know, develop and turn into the accuracy model that it is. Yeah, that, I like that about the cell cams too. You know, you put them in certain spots, and you don't have to go back in there and mess around. And then, and that's the cool thing. Like DeerCast is built around 
without human intrusion, right? So yeah. with the cell cam, you're seeing the movement without your entry or exit from the stand and yeah. that type of stuff. So yeah. it really is a great way to monitor deer movement. It's fun to do that, to look at the movement and then kind of, you can take your own notes on the side, like, oh, that deer did this on this wind. And let's see on the next time that wind, if he does the same thing. And Big time. You can kind of get your own pattern, you know? Well, especially one of the things I like to do is take a snapshot, a screenshot of the hourly and of the daily prediction. Mm. And then I key that into all the pictures that I got that day. Gotcha. It's smart. Yeah. It's pretty helpful. If you do it that way, it starts, it really starts, you know, turning on the light bulbs for you. Yeah. You can almost take deer cast a step further within your own organization to kind of just make it, um, just get more out of it really yeah because it's hindsight then right deercast mm-hmm. is a predictor model so it's foresight however you can analyze it from a hindsight standpoint by doing that you know look at your cell pics or your pictures from that day yeah and keep a screenshot of every day's prediction both from the hourly and the daily predictor mm-hmm. and you can start to say you know what this is extremely accurate and it fits my hunting area perfectly mm-hmm. or it's a little off it's a little too optimistic a little too pessimistic i want the custom version to where i can go in there and customize it based on hindsight yeah. to get it exactly the way i want it because yeah. i'm not saying that our algorithm is there to fit every deer herd across the country mm-hmm. but in general it's a great baseline that if you do engage with custom you're going to hone it into your area without right. a problem and without a question. Yeah. No, that's a, the coolest thing about it. You can do that. And, you know, I never, that's something I'm going to start doing is doing those screenshots. Like you said, it's something I never did before. It's something I never thought about, honestly, before. Yeah. But it makes sense. And sometimes, you know, the other thing that it'll do is allow you to understand what a good means in your area or what an okay means in your area, what right. a great means in your area. Mm-hmm. So does it mean that, Everything moved, or does or does it just simply mean they moved a little earlier than they normally would? That right. type of thing. Yeah, yeah. So it helps you understand what that prediction means for your area. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I think I'll, this is great for a lot of guys that have full time jobs, which is everybody pretty much. That, sure. Um, or some guys work a lot of overtime and don't have a ton of time to dedicate to hunting, and you know, as like as much as they'd like. Um, and if this app can help them calculate or help them break down on what days they should take or hey you know I, my boss gonna let me cut out a few hours early i can get to the stand you know this is a, a valuable tool for those guys for no money really a, for a year it's very inexpensive and everything you get with it that's it's pretty powerful and we have a, a version that's free if you want the daily if you yeah. want five days it's 10 bucks if you want uh 10 days it's it's 20 bucks so it's a, yeah. it's a small price to pay for the information that's in there, plus all the Deer Season 21, plus the DeerCast Daily, plus the Working Class bod- uh, Podcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's loaded with content. DeerCast Track. DeerCast Track. thing in there, man. Amen. I, uh, I will that's play. That's in the $20 version. I will play that, but it's worth it. I'd pay more, to be honest with you, because I actually, I go through and uh, throw scenarios at it just to see like what videos pop up. So like I'll take the cursor and just hit random spots on the deer and then your guys' video library pops up for shots in that location. And I think it's cool to kind of know that ahead of time because, you know, you, everybody knows, well, most people know what a double lung mm-hmm. shot deer looks like. That's that's the best shot, really. Mm-hmm. That's my, I'm a double lung guy. Um, a lot of guys are heart guys, you know. Are you a heart guy or a double lung double guy? Double lung. A double lung. More room for air. But it's kind of nice to be able to adjust that to like maybe bring it back towards the liver and then watch shot reactions on how a deer reacted at the shot. And it's, the it's amazing the difference in time that it takes. Yep. Well, amazing. that too. But even like if you just watch that and you kind of play with that part of deer cast, it kind of gets you familiar on like body reactions on the Big shot. Time. So if you're in the moment, 
you know, we did that podcast for the working, regular working class bowner series, basically slow the game down. You know, you're doing your best to slow the game down. You make a shot that might be eight, 10 inches back. And then you watch the deer's body behavior as he runs and maybe slows to a walk. You can kind of be already thinking about what's going on and watching for certain things because you kind of played with the app a little more before that circumstance happened. It, it is a tremendous teaching tool, not only for yourself, but a young hunter Yeah, to where you can, you know, you think about when you learned, you know, how to shoot and whatever, nobody peeled the layers back and showed no. you what was under there, what bones you're hitting, what uh, organs you're hitting, what um, arteries you might hit. And it's, yeah. it's an incredible teaching tool. And if you put it in a young person's hands, they don't stop watching it. I know yeah. like all of my nieces and nephews, their children are getting into hunting and they're like, they won't put deer cast track down they just want yeah. to watch every hit yeah. and go in inside the animal and they, they love it man it's a, it's a great teaching tool how did that idea like come about because it's it's a great idea i think it's the best idea that probably a deer hunting app has really because it's going to help people you know be more successful maybe in a tough moment that's what i say it's it's the help you need when you need it the most yeah, yeah. there is a it's a bad feeling when you make a bad hit and you're like now yeah. what do i do you, you feel know? sick you know yeah or you just don't know what to do like you know i when i was young made a couple of bad hits and then i'm just like and you and you push know. too soon or you track too soon everybody yeah. wants that deer that you get mm -hmm. too aggressive in in that moment if you just take the 30 minutes to watch some of the hits all of a sudden it'll be like don't go right now wait about five hours or wait right, seven right. hours you give that animal the appropriate amount of time you're going to recover a lot more a lot more deer but it came about the same way that the algorithm came about mm -hmm. um like we wanted to do the algorithm because frankly terry and i were tired of people calling us every day going hey you think they're going to move today or this week <laughs> would you look at the forecast and tell me in such and such illinois whether you think they're gonna be moving and i'm like it was it was non-stop and i'm like i told terry i was like why don't we do an algorithm that shows everybody whether right. they're going to be moving and, and tracks the same way like yeah all fall i mean our phones just blow up people imagine, wanting man. help with track jobs not for you to go but for you to give an opinion because so many people video anymore they'll send you the hit what mm -hmm. do you think we yeah. break it down and um i was like <laughs> anytime there's a, a demand right it's like supply it so mm -hmm. there was a demand for a deer movement predictor and there was a demand for help in the moment of truth when you need to go go track an animal so that's yeah. it really it was a labor of love though it was a long process to get that thing produced i can imagine i think i was actually down at your guys's office when that was it was being developed i believe when i was there it and was i got to see some of the snippets and the people that were doing some of the editing and like basically cutting out some of those shots i can't imagine like, do you know off i doubt you don't know, maybe you do how many hours of oh my word man man hours went into like the i cuts? think it was over 1200 if i'm not mistaken i think i calculated it one I day can, and i thought we had 1200 edit hours in it and we're editing new uh hits right now we're gonna upload another 40 or 50 over the next month or so so like it's updated by the year right it I does mean. you know as new hits come in we, we add them there just an additional hit in the same area just to give people more more reference points you know more confidence or more mm -hmm. whatever it may be yeah yeah man that's it's probably just easier to stay on top of it that way throughout the year than having to wait five years and then cut back through all the shots and stuff like that yeah but no that's cool it took to me when uh you guys first went through that i'm like i can't imagine one that's a great idea but then basically making it a thing in the app like just the amount of footage and the time it take to go back through the hunts and cut out the appropriate segments and then you guys are actually adding in additional information like you guys aren't just cutting the shot out and putting it in you guys a lot of times are adding oh yeah we're adding the narrative breakdown yeah the breakdown we, we talk about that angle whether it be 
broadside, quartering away, quartering to what yeah. they hit, you know, what type of blood they might expect, how long they should wait, whether it's a gun, whether it's a, a you know, an archery hit. Mm-hmm. And not only that, we had to then, we had to then figure out an algorithm because that's an algorithm too, to where the cursor hits mm-hmm. and then the videos backfill. So yeah. that was tricky, like figuring out how to get the computer to, or the app to do that. So like calculate the certain area on calculate the, the area. And then we, we increase the area so that all those shots backfill in the order that is closest to farthest. Oh, really? From the hit. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, it was, Holy smokes, man. We got some really smart developers. I was going to say the app developers are probably like, are they hunters? No. The ones that like, did, are they like, what the heck are we making? The ones that did that are not hunters. No, I, they got to be like, what the heck? Oh yeah. Know. They, yeah, they're good though. They're smart. They're really good. They gotta be, man. I wonder if it's like an industry they even ever tapped into or had been tapped into before. Those guys, guys? No, no. Can you imagine what they were thinking? Well, <laughs> if you look back on it, like the guy that did the algorithm for the weather, mm-hmm is similar to the guy that did the deer cast track. He worked on both, mm. but he's never hunted, but he's a super smart guy. And the, the reason he understood the weather to the point that he did, that he was able to help us with the algorithm, like mm-hmm. we told him what the deer would do. And then he created the butts, the buttons and all the levers and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. He, he's a pilot. So he understands mm. weather as, as deeply as we do. And he knows what different things do mm-hmm. to, him flying through the atmosphere right so so that wasn't so weird for him it wasn't he understood every variable infinitely right intimately and uh so that really helped creating that algorithm he's probably the best deer hunter that hasn't hunted him and all of our editors are (laughs) like i I joked with all the guys at the studio because they're for the most part the ones in our saint peter's studio are not hunters either they're incredibly talented people yeah but when we got done with track and those 1,200 hours were in, I was like, guys, when I hit one bad this year, I'm going to call <laughs> you and get your advice because you you now are, the, are the, the four most expert trackers in North America oh, yeah. right now because they had to produce all that stuff. It's amazing. It's amazing. They're the best deer trackers that have never killed a deer. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's pretty cool. It's pretty awesome. Like To me, I just like the mindset of like throwing somebody completely separate because this world might seem a little weird to people. I'm sure it does. Who, who you know, like you take... Um, I mean, my wife, before we started dating, it wasn't on her radar, you know, she knew hunting was a thing, but like if she would have came in here in the studio that we have now and like, oh yeah, there's hunting shows and podcasts and all this and this app, this algorithm that shows weather and shot, you know, whatever, it'd be like, I didn't know this part of the world existed. So it's kind of nice to be involved in this world of DeerCast because there's nobody judging. It's a judgment-free zone. Big time. Is DeerCast a safe space for us? Absolutely. It is the safe space for the American deer hunter. <laughs> I like it. And it will remain focused on that deer hunter. That's one of the things we said. We were like, this is, you know, people are like, give us elk cast and mule deer cast. And we might someday, but we yeah. know whitetails, right, you know? Right, And uh, that's why we keep it so laser focused to, to the American whitetail deer hunter. I think it's great. And we're glad to be here. I'm glad you're here, buddy. The I mean, I can't tell you how glad I am. I'm excited, man. The first episode is in. Here we go. I appreciate it. Rock and roll, bud. So I got to figure out a different closing. The working class bone, I always said, go shoot your bow or whatever. <laughs> go shoot your deer. <laughs> go shoot your deer. Um, so this is where we transition into the giant tracker segment. So I hope you guys enjoy that and appreciate you guys tuning into this first episode of Working Class on DeerCast. Um, Kirk Geyer here and my co-host, Mark Drury. That's Thank you, cool brother. Thank you. Uh, we appreciate you coming on, Steve. I know you're at work, but we appreciate that uh, even more that you're a true working class guy and you can kill big bucks and then still take the time on your lunch break 
to join us on this segment. So much appreciated. You're welcome. Anytime. So you are from Oklahoma. Yes. And apparently there's big deer there because you shot one of them. It's pretty good size deer here. Yes. <laughs> well, tell <laughs> us about to, it. To, to say the least. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, just, uh, I've been hunting this deer since 17. I didn't realize he had gotten that big. Um, I knew he was big in 18. Well, yeah. 18 and then 19. Um, I'd actually found the sheds on backtrack a little bit. The landowner had found the sheds, uh, January 23rd of 18. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I actually had an encounter with him. I sent some videos to you guys or some pictures and, um, it was, uh, January 14th. I was trying to get a doe last, last day. Cause it's 15th when it ended. And, um, I was trying to get a doe when I looked up to the brush and I thought, that's the biggest doe I've ever seen. <laughs> so as it got closer, I was like, holy cow, I don't think that's a doe. I took my binoculars and looked and turned up as the buck coming in. Of course, without his horns, he was just free grazing. Like, you know, I gave him a pass for sure. There's, <laughs> there's no going to shoot that deer for sure. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah. And then, uh, I'd got him a year before. And 17 on camera, which I sent pictures of that too. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, he just blew up. And then I knew there was a good deer in there, but I didn't know how big I could get him because I hunt 520 acres on a landowner's property. And I mean, he, he gives me free reign to do where I want, plant food plots, you know, stations, wherever I want on there. So, which is really nice. Yeah. And yeah, uh, that's a dream come true so for a lot of guys too. So that's cool. Yeah, I kind of went crazy with the mineral. I went trophy rock, uh, rice bran, evolved harvest. Uh, I think I even messaged Mark maybe about some, maybe some biological or something in the spring, just trying to get something to get him bigger. Boy, how did did he ever grow? So I'm not saying it's all it was all me. I mean, it could have been some neighbors growing them too, you know, a little bit. But mm-hmm. I know he was in that area. And the crazy part of what about it was in 18, I never got a picture. 19 never got a picture. Wow. And all of a sudden, one morning, the last second day of the season, he pops out. I was like, wow, that's a, that's a good deer. <laughs> I didn't know how big he really was because I text Mark like probably, it may have been an hour, right now, an hour later. I was like, Mark, I got a big one. He is a, a giant, absolute giant. So <laughs> I was really excited to, to share that with him. But, uh, um, this deer is just, I've done, I, I did a lot of homework, a lot of scouting. I just hunkered down what I did. I just stayed one spot. I hunted it all rifle, no matter what. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, bow season, I had several come in. You know, I knew there was a good deer in there. I just, just let him go. Yeah. And when he came in, I was like, well, he's not very wide. Then he turned his head and I was like, but he is a dang sure shooter. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was very, very exciting. So. Well, yeah, I would say that 201 and 3 eighths. Yeah. Uh, I'd say he's a shooter. <laughs> well, actually, um, that number has changed. It officially got scored because a friend of mine scored it then. Okay. He actually grew. The official score, net score was 202 and 7 eighths. Oh, my. Can't what argue with gross? That? Yeah, it gross was 209 and 3 eighths. How about it? That's <laughs> awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. That's Thank just, you. 
that's just crazy. Um, it, you might be wondering, he said he texted me, yeah. you know, it's like, well, yeah, yeah. How do you get Mark's number? Right? Yeah. So there's a connection here, which I find incredible uh-huh. because when we decided to do this series with the working class guys, we sent Kurt a bunch of different uh, giant trackers from the past and mm-hmm. within Deercast, and and he chose Steve's. Yes, episode one. A- episode one, and I was like, you know, we know <laughs> Steve because we uh, we actually hosted along with the, the folks down at Terra, his son Dylan on a Catch a Dream mm-hmm. adventure. Yeah. So that's yeah. how Steve has my cell number. We've stayed in touch through the years, and uh, here we are, yeah, reconnected again through Deercast and through Giant Tracker. So it couldn't happen to right. a nicer guy or nicer family. So yeah, um, we send our wishes to Dylan because I think he's doing he's doing well, isn't he? He's doing well. He's doing well. Yeah, yep. that's great. Yeah, it sounds like. Sorry, sorry. I sounds like from what I read in the Giant Tracker segment on Deercast that uh, sounds like work's kind of getting in in the way of his hunting a little bit, and Dad gets to go hunting, so it's working out. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty good. Um, I'll tell you more about the story of what you know, how kind of transferred. Um, I I don't know what all you guys want to know. I know I'm on recording. I know you get edited, but there's a pretty special story behind this deer. Yeah, let's hear it. I, I just lost, lost my mom on November 19th. And, uh, you know, my mom always wanted me to, you know, she knew I was just a diehard hunter. I mean, I always have been. And uh crazy part about this whole deal is before the feeder went off, it was just real quiet. Someone's coming up real frosty that morning. And uh, there's a cardinal across the way there just making all kinds of chaos. I think there were fighting. I don't know what they were doing, but you know, they were being pretty noisy. And then uh, the feeder went off. When the feeder went off, they, they kind of flew off. And then that one, he kind of, it kind of, he called around a little bit, stayed over there for a while and then came on the flute next to me and started like chirping. Well, my mom loves red birds. Mm-hmm. Guess, guess what steps, steps out after that? That big buck. That big buck. That's yeah. the sign right there. That is a sign. That's amazing. But we've never... Sh- shared this or nor have you shared that with me but no. my dad passed in march of 17 mm-hmm. and there were some cardinals there at the house and they meant a lot to mom and dad mm-hmm. and of course they're st louis cardinals fans but they loved those cardinals and anytime we see one we'll take a picture of it share it with the family so we have that yeah. same connection so yet another connection steve that's amazing because wow, that's mom looked for those cardinals for signs exactly yeah. what you just said yeah yeah, yeah. oh that's- it's a blessing man it was just it's unreal I, up, I, looked, I looked at him and said, thanks, Mom. Because <laughs> you know, when he stepped out, you know, I had to give him time. And I said, thanks, Mom. And it mm-hmm. flew off. I was like, holy cow. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> it's just pretty touching. No, that's cool. Uh, hearing stories like that's neat. You know, my, my dad passed away recently, and I was just on a hunt in Wyoming. I had some similar experiences out there with that hunt. Like, unbelievable un- just circumstances that unfolded one after another that – honestly didn't make a whole lot of sense i'm like that's my dad messing with me and saying congratulations but not making it too easy on me all at the same time so it was interesting he chose hail as opposed to a beautiful <laughs> cardinal for you Kurt. you know you're right <laughs> i killed i uh, killed the mule deer and you know is celebrating and we're getting ready to pack up the mountain and then just hailstorm comes through and then clear <laughs> clear starry skies afterwards and my buddies were like if that wasn't your dad saying uh you know you're not getting out of this without it well you know it's not gonna be a cakewalk for you have fun absolutely so it's kind yeah, of fun. for sure 
I would, I would much awesome. rather have taken a cardinal up there on the mountain than hail, but <laughs> whatever, right? For sure. For sure. <laughs> well, that's awesome, man. That's a great story. So, I mean, what was the reaction when you get back? Like, how'd your boy react to this deer? Oh, man. I was all overwhelmed. I mean, of course, I called Dylan. I called Matt, you know, and I was like, you guys didn't believe Well, Matt was fixing to go in the service, and uh, he's actually fixing to leave out. Uh, this deer was shot on December 7th. He's leaving out for uh, the Navy uh, December 11th. So, of course, Laura walks in man, wake up, wake up, you know, your dad just shot a big buck, and uh, no way, and she goes, where is this deer, I says, it's up my feet, honey, so she was real excited, of course, we all, they were all hooping home in the house, and then Dylan, sorry, she called Dylan, Dylan's like, I'll be over there in a little bit, so it was, uh, it was, it was chaos for a little bit, so I had to go get the, you know, I had to bring the deer to the, you know, deer home, they were already there waiting on me, and it's just, it's crazy, I mean, that's awesome, I, <laughs> Just, tell, just tell Dylan and Matt that we love them and thank Matt for his service. That's pretty awesome. I, I was unaware of that. That's great. Yeah. Thanks for your service, Matt. That is cool. Well, that sounds, that's a great story, man. It's kind of like it was just meant to be and everything unfolded the way it needed to unfold and the connection right. with you, you and Mark already, and then being the first, uh, and then you choose a name randomly. And yeah. That's pretty cool. As literally episode one. That so is, it just worked out great. So that was truly amazing for sure. Mark. We Mark, appreciate uh, you brother. Yeah. Everything going okay with you? I mean, everything's good. Good. Can't complain. Ready oh, for no. deer season like everybody else. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. You got some big ones stocked out in, up in Canada? You going to uh, Canada this year? Uh, Brandon and Wade went, and Brandon killed a 190. Wade was unsuccessfully at a lot of stocks go the wrong way. He's going back in early October to try and finish what they started. So he gets yeah, two trips to Canada this year instead of one. That's cool. That's cool. Very, very, man, I can't thank you guys enough for bringing me aboard on this deal. Of course. I mean, we appreciate you. I'm we can't thank you well. enough for shooting that 209. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm telling you, it was a, it's a real, real eye-opener because, like I said, when he first came out, he wasn't very wide, but when he turned his head, I was like, man, he's got some points now. <laughs> and when I walked up on that deer, and that's the part I probably should have told first, my legs were shaking so bad. I about got sick. I mean, I was shaking. The landowner was just beyond himself because when I shot the deer, the crazy part about it was it's way up in, uh, behind this house. It's, I mean, it's probably 500 yards, 600 yards up there, but you can still see the meadow where the deer had laid down and died. And, uh, man, he ran out. He, I, see him, I looked up on the hill, and he ran out across his yard, ran, got a side-by-side, Got it. Come got me. And I was probably about halfway up the hill by the time he got side by side there. He's what'd you do? I said, doc, I said, I think I shot the biggest deer in my life. I said, I know I did, but he's unreal. And he goes, Oh, he's probably that big one. Well, when we went pulled up there, boy, he, he literally socked me in the gut. What did you do, boy? You know, <laughs> and I started laughing now. And I said, man, I said, doc. And he goes, you gonna be all right. He's you're off the white. I said, man, I can't quit shaking. He says, go over and pick up that deer. Let's get some pictures. Now, of course, I wasn't smiling because I was just like. In shock. Oh, oh, I was in shock. I mean, the closer we got to that thing and Doc goes, boy, that's a dandy. He said, I've never seen that deer before. He says, that's one of the biggest deer I've ever seen. Sure. <laughs> Love anyway, it, man. Like I that's said, there's great. so much I could add to this story. It's just unreal. Well, I so, appreciate you taking the time out of your lunch break. I know. 
It's always oh, fun shoot. to talk hunting, but I know how crazy lunch breaks can get. So now we'll let you get yep. back to your job, man. We appreciate you doing this. And it's a great story. Sounds like everybody's doing good. And congratulations yep. again. 209 Oklahoma giant. 209 and 38. <laughs> and 38. My Don't apologies. <laughs> now go kill a bigger one this fall, Steve. Okay. I'm working on it, Mark. I'm working on it. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thank you. All right. We appreciate care. you. You're appreciate welcome. you, man. Have a good day at All work. Right. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. See you, man. to go with like just full-blown redneck on these fish. This is like high-tech cane pole fishing right here. From the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters, enjoy the best fishing Panama City Beach has to offer during Chasing the Sun, Sundays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.